It's a pleasure to have you listening to my show today. My sincerest desire is for you to get something from it that will make your life richer, fuller, and safer. My name is Reverend Wynn Henderson. As an ordained Christian minister and a retired medical doctor, I have a dual perspective to bring you content to solve problems in your life. This podcast is the longest-running, single-hosted, spiritually-based radio internet talk show in America. It's been on the air for over 25 years. I bring you information about the disease of addiction, about your purpose in life, and investigative reporting on truth just below the surface. Our program today is going to be on investigating reporting to give you truth just below the surface. My guest is Tommy Armstrong. He is the uh, Kentucky representative for Mission Possible World Health International. And um, he he will tell you what he sent to me in way of content yesterday. And then uh, we may or may not be able to uh, ask additional questions. But I want you to hear what he had to say. Tommy, you got the microphone. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, just just kind of a little background. I've been helping uh, Dr. Betty Martini, the founder of uh, Mission Possible World Health International, where she's been at it for over 32 years, fighting to get uh, aspartame banned. But uh, I started helping her after her husband, Don, died uh, back in 2019, and uh, I knew she needed some help, so I started doing, because I always do a lot of research anyway, but research for when this uh, supposedly virus called COVID came out. What really got me to target it from the beginning is when they were getting ready to roll out the injections, and of course I felt uh, it wasn't going to be too good anyway, you know, uh, that uh, what Dr. Fausti said on tape, it was on uh, the news even, he said this vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine, he called it a vaccine, so-called, will not protect you from getting a COVID virus, nor will it keep you from being a carrier. Well, that threw a red flag up to me right away. I said, it's not going to protect you, and uh, it won't protect you from being a carrier. I said, what's going on here? Something's wrong with it. In fact, my wife uh, just this year passed away back in August, and she was 64 days in the nursing home. I was with her every day. And there was many. She had one roommate that uh, had the flu. Then she said she had the COVID virus. Then she took all three injections, and then they were tested in the nursing home. And she said, why are they testing me? Say I'm positive for COVID again. So Dr. Fauci was right. That's probably the only truth he ever told. But uh, but from uh, the point of the uh, end of 2019-2020, I, after he said that, I even got on Moderna's website, and it said the same thing. It would not uh, protect you from the virus, not keep you from being a carrier. But one thing that really caught my attention is where they said they're injecting in people the software of life, and they're going to essentially be a plug-and-play like a computer system. And I said, well, something's really going on here in this area. So I follow uh, a lot of the doctors, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's the top uh, cardiologist in the world. He's uh, uh, 
then just a few weeks ago, they took his credentials away and his uh, license away. And uh, he's wrote so many publications. I mean, he's the expert on heart and heart problems, especially myocarditis and pericarditis. And uh, that's what a lot of people are dying from after the injection. I've got a good friend whose daughter, 36 years old, a few weeks back, she had had all three shots or four, and uh, she had a heart attack immediately one morning, but got up, and her husband, he did everything to try to revive her CPR, and she, she just died. And there's no doubt uh, that she, no doubt, in my mind, had that, because that's what a lot of the younger ones are doing. So... Uh, in all these that I've followed, uh, Sherry Tenpenny, uh, Terry Madej, uh, Gina Mekovitz, uh, all of them, uh, Dr. Artis, all of them are, are speaking the same, and, and especially uh, Dr. Uh, Martin. Dr. Martin, he, he's something else because he's he's got all the patents on all this stuff and these injections are doing, and so does uh, Todd Callender. But uh, Todd Callender had a nice program the other day and went into and revealing a lot more stuff. And uh, what he said, you know, he talked about the hospitals. And he said just like what they were doing back then when it started, they were euthanizing people that were in the hospital. And to this day, they're still doing the same thing. They're using Vendesivir uh, when they get them in there. Let me back up a little bit. One thing they were doing, when a person come down sick, they went to the ER or whatever, and it weren't real bad. They sent them home and said, when you get worse, come on back to the hospital. Well, at that time, at that moment, you know, if they were that sick, they should have started treating them to keep them from getting worse. But they didn't do that. But there was a monetary reason behind that. So when they were admitted to the hospital in real serious condition, uh, the first thing they did, they gave them IVs of remdesivir. And they do that for as much as six days. And, of course, uh, remdesivir costs something like between... $3,3600 for treatment. And then besides that, then, well, let me go back to the remdesivir. It's a known fact that if they give them remdesivir, they have a 53% chance of getting kidney failure. So a lot of them are dying from kidney failure, too. Then they were putting them on ventilators, which was the worst thing to do because uh, what they needed to do or unless they should have put them on CPAC machines that forced air into their lungs to help them in breathing. But then the next worst thing they did, they gave them morphine, and it's a sedative. And that's one thing a person doesn't need to do is take morphine if they're having respiratory problems to slow down their respiratory system. And on top of that, to make sure they died, they gave them medesilem. And medesilem is the same thing that uh, prisons use to execute prisoners. Uh, the missing link is told about the uh, limb, and it's under another, uh, this is a genetic thing for the actual drug, is it lacks uh, allergic effects, and there's been an objection that it's used in lethal injection protocols, which they're doing to this day in prison in some states. It said it has a much greater margin of safety than barbiturates, and are the entire reason why it's become popular in the pre-anesthetic medicine protocols. Uh, the counter-encouragement, as Todd Hamler said in the rationale for using the best limb, it's a stand-in for a barbiturate, is that the condemned is not intended to awake 
at the other two drugs are given. So they doing that for compassion reasons, you know, so they wouldn't suffer when they're dying. But it says the difference in its action, probably the time-related test of barbiturates, is at first the condemned may very well perceive uh, pain for the two first two drugs they use, but for the second, it's a much slower margin of error for an execution procedure. So then that's something they were being compassionate as well. But it wasn't just that. Uh, another thing about the morphine, I missed that up. They were given a morphine before the death plan. Morphine, of course, can uh, cause life-threatening respiratory depression. This life-threatening or fatal respiratory depression can occur. And, you know, so you got here you've got all these things being on ventilators, everything that's counteracting what they need to help with the respiratory system that was actually destroying it. And then, uh, so they were, uh, as Todd Counter said, they were successful at euthanizing, murdering their patients. And of course, they were collecting thousands of dollars in bonuses. And in fact, the last I've heard that two very well-known doc doctors then did all this research. At the end to this day, they were still uh, giving the hospitals for earning as much as four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars for each patient that died. They were getting given so much for each death. Not only that, they were getting a 20% kickback by Medicare. And the uh, thing, thing about it is on that, uh, when you see what they've done and the suffering of the patients been there, if you remember, they wouldn't allow families to go in and visit them, loved ones and all. And so now you can understand why, because they didn't want the family to see what they were doing to them, because instead of all these drugs alone, they were also not feeding them and not giving them liquids to keep them hydrated. Of course, that's what happens a lot in nursing homes. And the, and the thing about it is, this remdesivir is uh, to this day still being used in nursing homes. And uh, New York was giving them off there, and there was a lot of death in New York when this all started when they gave them remdesivir. And when you take it to figure about 53% in the hospital, not much difference. So everything's been exposed now. Dr. Foss's protocol, the hospitals are still following it. They're still murdering patients. Uh, and based on PCR tests, they cannot, you can't even diagnose any kind of virus, the inventor said. They're still using these tests as a scare tactic. As uh, I put in this article in my commentary, to get the sheeple to take these disabling line altering deadly injections. And the reason why I say uh, mind altering too in these injections. Uh, they're not waking up. They go stand in line to get the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. Every time they come out with one, and, it's, and after the injections, it's still they're getting sick because, as uh, Dr. Judy, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, and all of them said, that uh, once they've had the fourth shot, then they completely have no God-given innate immune system left because they've got nothing to fight with. So when you have nothing to fight it with, you're going to get exposed to every disease or virus or whatever comes along, and you're going to get it. And so you not only have the problem of getting just one type of sickness, you can get several of them. But the other thing that's happening is an uptick in cancers. Uh, here in the United States, they say it's up about 10,000%. And uh, that's because of the loss of their innate immune system. And then on the other hand, too, uh, the statistic now is 80% of the women here in the United States pregnant are losing their babies in their first trimester. 
So, uh, and then now we're hearing all kinds of reports. I got friends here in the same thing uh, where they live that it, people are having personality changes. They don't seem like they're the same person like they used to be, and it's almost like they're not even thinking right. But uh, there's a lot more, a lot more they're fighting. I just found out since this Friday of what's happening and what's in the injections, too. But uh, one thing uh, from sources that I heard that are reliable sources that Russia is already preparing to implicate Nuremberg trials, just like they were doing in Germany on the doctors and all the ones that were experimenting uh, and involved in pushing, mandating, and involving injecting uh, the COVID bioweapons. And even if they said they're just following orders, just like back in the days of Germany, that was no excuse. They still got executed. So we can see when that happens here in the United States with the Nuremberg Light Trials, which they expect to start in the summer of uh, next year, and, and, and they're going to be military trials, not in courts. So in addition to trillion, trillion dollars of lawsuits, you've got the life insurance companies, which for the big life insurance companies is already made plans and have started suing all the pharmaceutical industries because they were told that these shots were given by the pharmaceutical company that they're safe, you know, they're going to hurt. And now their insurance payouts are out by something like 169%. And then uh, you got the manufacturing companies, they'll, and plus the drug companies, they'll be involved in these uh, crimes against humanity. The hospitals, which are now called the chambers of death, and then uh, public citizens' families, uh, of course, were killed by the government, because the government was behind it, too, because they were funding this democidal agenda. There's a difference between democide and genocide. Genocide is when, you know, certain group or whatever is being targeted for death. Democide is where all citizens are being targeted for death by their own country. And we got already one of the first examples we had a few weeks back where Malaysia has uh, been a country that's executed a doctor who gave COVID-19 injection and the patients died. So, you know, if that happens here, there's only lots of doctors going down. So when uh, this happens, uh, we can look for the drug-pushing companies uh, to go under, you know, the lawsuits because they won't have enough money to to fight it. Hospitals, which already have been running in the red to begin with before the uh, coronavirus uh, hoax, uh, were making big money now. But still, uh, when they get on trial and try to, uh, their assets and funds are going to go to zilch. So this is going to, essentially, it's going to collapse the healthcare industry. Then you got the insurance companies that underwrite for malpractice insurance. They won't be able to hold up. And, of course, like I said, the life insurance companies, they, they wouldn't have enough uh, funds to even compensate the victims. And that doesn't leave the uh, government out either because also be effectively Medicare and Medicaid with all the overwhelming permanent disabilities that are developing, the diseases, cancers. And then also, believe it or not, the next release for the government of another bioweapon it's been planned by Bill Gates, the WHO, Paul Schwab, and the World Economic Forum, 
all part in the United Nations behind it, and it's many of its member nations. In fact, they've already a few weeks ago, Bill Gates and some of them involved in this next pandemic has already been involved in a test and a trial to see, you know, what they're going to do when it happens. They did that for the COVID, too, before uh, all this happened. So uh, I'd like to bring out that, you know, it's not just Mission Impossible, founder Betty Martini, or it's representatives like me that uh, are doing this on our own. We're, we're working, sitting in a lot of hours. Sometimes I'm talking to Betty at 4 o'clock in the morning. She, I don't know how she does it. But uh, we volunteer our time freely. We send out emails and newsletters, personal letters, phone calls, interviews, just like doing now. And uh, I know Betty, Dr. Betty Martini's done some with uh, uh, Glenn Henderson before. And uh, all of her stuff's getting out personally at the international scale. If you ever heard a rent show, all her stuff's getting out on it. But we're not receiving any funding. And funding, and the reason why is because we value people's life and those that have taken the injections, and especially that of their children as well. So fortunately, a lot of these are waking up, but the thing about it is, is what they've done to these people cannot be turned around. They're working on stuff and protocols that might help them cope with it a little better, but still, uh, consensus are within the next uh, two to three years, because some of them, it affects them as far as dealing death slowly than others, that... Uh, we're estimated as much as by 2025, as much as 2.5 billion of the Earth's population will be wiped out because of this. And that's essentially, if you get deep into this, is what the powers that be, or the UN behind it, and a lot of these, uh, as you've heard, deep states or the global elite are wanting to eliminate 95% of the population. So the best thing you can do now to avoid uh, another problem is shedding. They discovered that people are shedding, and what they're shedding is the graphene oxide and the hydrogel. Now, the graphene oxide and hydrogel is doing just as exactly what Moderna's website said back when this was rolled out, is it's uh, essentially being used to computerize people. And people that have been injected with this and they're injected with metal-like nanotubes that are self-replicating and building. It's actually, this sounds like something out of sci-fi, but it's not. It's happening. Uh, but it's actually building a circuitry system to make everybody Wi-Fi for control, knowing everything you're doing and all. This goes beyond a chip. And uh, they uh, can monitor your system. Uh, they could even use the kill switch because all this is done by frequencies by the 5G. Uh, Tom uh, Callender said that when, you remember Wuhan, when all the people were dropping dead in the street and the media was saying that it was the virus, COVID, uh, it wasn't the COVID virus that was killing them. They had just turned up over 10,000, turned them on to go completely 5G, 10,000. 60 gigahertz of 5G transmitters. And when you turn them up, the same thing can happen to people that happens to birds when they go over a 5G that's turned on or they're all dropping dead, falling out of the sky. And uh, we had that happen in Kentucky and Indiana this year, earlier, 
and they got the birds. They couldn't find why were they dying. And they didn't disease. That's an MK. But they never looked at the 5G. So it, even if they knew it, that's what caused it. They're not able to talk about it. So uh, there's a lot of cover-up in it, too. But uh, doctors that are treating patients now naturally, as best they can, one of the first things they're telling them is to uh, get rid of their 5G phones. Because what they're doing, they're also using the 5G or 5G phones to transmit into the body and communicate. And people are already, which I tested this out, because I was in a restaurant a while back, they're already showing up with their own MAC address. And it's interesting, if you've ever turned on Bluetooth, uh, where you communicate, you can buy an app that scans wherever there's Bluetooth that you can pair with that device. And I was in a restaurant, and there was about three or four devices, even told me the name of the cell phone that I could pair with, and one of them was a laptop. And then when I had three others, and it's different a little bit the way the MAC address is really printed out, it said device is unrecognizable. So I knew right off there was a human transmitting a MAC address. Uh, so they had made that software to be able to uh, get the MAC addresses of a human that's been uh, with, uh, what do I want to say, uh, Wi-Fi. So uh, the best thing to do now is take supplements, not uh, these cheap kind, but uh, that are synthetic, but good supplements, uh, organic as possible, uh, and then to keep your immune system boosted. And a lot of uh, doctors and natural doctors and everything that have been working with patients have told people to uh, get ivermectin which is now being approved. Uh, some states are making it over the counter. This was something that if they had given the patients uh, millions of the died, millions, recent, a while back, that by when in the hospital, if they had given them ivermectin, 80% of them would still be alive today. And now their studies just come out how ivermectin is uh, being successful in their testing and everything for treating cancer. So you need to avoid hospitals. Because there's been people that have uh, gone into the hospital with a broken arm or something, and they get tested with that PCR test. They don't test and diagnose nothing. Next thing you know, they come back and tell them, well, you've got, uh, you've got COVID, so we're going to have to keep you in the hospital. And generally, they don't end up coming up alive, out alive. And there's been some where families have uh, gone uh, in to try and remove their family member from the hospital and they, they had to fight and even get a lawyer to try and do it and sometimes it takes so long by the time they can get about there they already died or died after they get out so don't never allow them to stick that PCR test up your nose because it's been found they're carrying glyphosate oxide the nanoparticles self-replicating fibers themselves now these are microscopic you only see them under a high powered uh, microscope but if you have to, uh, then uh, as I heard they said, is uh, let them use your spit. They test it when I spit. Because I remember back way back when they were using PCR tests, people were testing bananas, tomatoes, stuff like that. And they were testing positive for COVID. 
So that tells you a lot right there. But the inventor said it, it never says. There was uh, several colleges, I think it was seven. They had asked CDC to send us a sample of that COVID virus, and the CDC told them we don't have a sample of the COVID virus. And they were shocked then. So they tested uh, and got a hold of PCR tests that were testing positive, and all all the colleges, seven colleges and their labs tested, and not one of them found any virus on it. They just found dead cells. So uh, the thing about it is, is uh, uh, today you need to keep plenty of ivermectin. I, I've been on ivermectin ever since I started taking it once a week, 12 milligrams, and they sell it in three milligrams. I'm not trying to I don't tell anybody how much to take, you know, but until you get your natural doctor or doctor to work with you, because there are some doctors that are working that will. But uh, other things and protocols like your um, vitamin C, your D3, D3 especially is very important. Everything that can boost your immune system, NAC, uh, then you've got uh, Cusertin, which is essentially what hydrochloroquine is the live product natural made from. And then, of course, ivermectin is made from the uh, wormwood. So these are all natural and more effective than synthetic chemical drugs. Another important thing is avoiding all vaccines. They found out in their studies that they're using the same thing, the, the uh, toxic stuff that's uh, in the COVID-19 injections. They're using the same thing in these including, as Tom uh, Counter said, they're using it in the insulin that diabetics are using. So they're uh, not dropping this. They're not stopping. It's not going away unless somebody does something about it. And it appears that probably that will happen next year. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, but there's there's a lot more coming out since uh, all this information. Todd Counter has come out a lot more. Uh, there's uh, Dr. Elizabeth Eads, which is a doctor in Florida. She's developed a lot of things, especially with her patients and everything she's working with. And, of course, she's behind uh, the Santa's for all he's done because he's getting now to uh, get investigations on everything, everyone's side, uh, what's in the shot and everything to start going after the pharmaceutical industry. So uh, Pretty, uh... And what was that? Uh, go ahead. It's a sad situation. It is. And then here's something else. On Friday, December the 16th, the Department of Defense, they call it the Vax Termination Depopulation Agenda, is exposed as vaccinated or hacked and tracked by Skynet. And Bill Gates has given exclusive rights to microchip to humans. Bill Gates is at the top of the chain funding and doing it all. And the thing about it is he's not losing money because they say if every dollar he puts out and invests, he gets $20 back. So, uh, but everybody recognizes him as being, I guess, the most heedless guy at the top, right next to Satan. <laughs> what do you think, Wayne? Yeah, well, Tommy, um, you know, we've been doing this show for over two years. Mm -hmm. We started out by exposing where the uh, Chinese um, coronavirus came from. And we've mm -hmm. been using 
superb scientists all along to talk about masks and uh, all the kind of rubbish type things that they're recommending and everything. But it hasn't gotten any better. I turn on the television, and they are recommending every day, 24 hours a day. If you haven't gotten your third booster or your fourth booster, you better take it now. You know, and that kind of advice is just stirring up people to kill themselves. It's, it's, it's a shame. The Bayer's program, which is supposed to monitor reactions uh, to the virus, has been shown to be way underreported mm-hmm. because it's hard to, to get those reports to the government and everything. But even the ones they do have show hundreds of thousands of people are dying or have severe reactions to these shots. But yet they're pushing them 24 hours a day. Get your shot. Get your shot. And what's even sadder is they're pushing them on young children. And there are no studies to show what they're going to do to these children. And uh, for me, it, it's, it's something that uh, is so bad that I hate to think about it. Well, like some of the doctors, like Dr. Ted Pennyhoff, as far as the children goes, for one thing, they're not going to be able to procreate their children. And secondly, they'll have a very short lifespan. And there's no doubt about it. It's it's terrible. I mean, I call it people are being suicide, is what I say. But here's another thing that's disturbing, too, is how this agenda and everything has really divided people, split up families, you know, and all over, you know. For those that their eyes are open, they, you know, try to talk to a family member. They won't even, uh, you don't dare mention it. And some of them will even cut off all association with their family. So it's... Uh, and that's certainly what the devil would like to see, his families broken down. You know, there's no doubt about that. Right. But uh, the, the mask, you know, Fauci, it was so funny. I've seen videos where he said, no, you don't need a mask. It won't help. Then he says, well, you got to have a mask. And then they say, well, wear it when you're in public, you know. Then they say, wear it in your home. <laughs> we've, oh, had, we've had a expert on our program previously that microscopically identified the spaces between the fibers of these masks and significantly larger than the virus. So when you wear the mask, the virus goes right through. So the masks don't do you any good. And yet, you know, how many billions of dollars have been spent on forcing people to wear masks? And, and the thing about it is, is all this money uh, has been used by the government out of taxpayers' pocket, especially all these free shots. So the government is uh, uh, billing the taxpayers to pay for all this that they've accumulated. So, uh, but the thing about it is, is what people don't understand, they have to use my microscopy to analyze uh, these vials and the blood and everything. And uh, with uh, that, it's these more powerful ups, some, some, something like uh, 50 
50,000%, uh, which is beyond the size of a nanoparticle. Because a, nano a nanoparticle is about the size of a, your hair on your head, as they say. But these things are particles are so microscopic, you know, so small that uh, you need a high-powered microscope to even see it. And they've got into the vials and got into the blood, and they can actually see the circuitry system being built. You know, it starts once it gets to the, you know, they're supposed to keep it down. This is why they wanted to keep it at 70 degrees below zero, is because once it gets hit by heat, normal temperatures, that's when it starts activating. And so uh, they put it on uh, even uh, you know, the microscope, and as soon as they put a drop on, as soon as they put that drop on watching it and what happens, it's already the uh, nanotubes, particles, and everything are already self-assembly. So, uh, and then they're, they, uh, you probably maybe know this, Glenn, the uh, embalmers pulling out blood clots that are not really blood clots, they're fiber clots, which is also what's in the shop, self-replicating, and it has something. My understanding is a lot similar to Mogellan's, but it's uh, probably construction of antenna system-like help communicate with the graphene oxide, which is needed and electric charged. And uh, when they pull them out, they're just long as can be, unusually long. And uh, when they pull them out and they wash them, they're not even bloody red blood. It's more orangey color coming out. And then they put them in formaldehyde after they clean them up. They come back the next day, and they've grown by 40%. You heard that, when? Yes. Uh, well, um, you can... Uh go back in the search engine on my podcast and mm -hmm. hear about all these things that you've been talking about, Tommy, and if you've got time to research it, that's what mm -hmm. I would recommend that you do. do. Yeah. You know you know about the hydrogel and what they've got in it? Yes. The cesium-137? Right. Another you knew that? Now they have to have that. They have to have that in ordinary to communicate and use the 5G. That's what Tom Keller said. And cesium-137 is essentially what Fukushima has been dumping into the Pacific Ocean since they uh, had that disaster back in 2011. Well, um, thank you so much. Thanks uh, for providing this information, and hope that you will come back and. Talk about more of it as you have time. We'll we'll be here trying to put well, this uh, this information, the truth, just below the surface, out. Right. Well, I'll stay in touch. Okay. My mission or purpose in life is to spread the message that there is a cure for every addictive behavior. This is a spiritual cure, and the treatment program is profiled in my book. Freedom from Addiction 4, the final message. The 4 is the number 4. If you meet three simple criteria, everyone cures their addiction. My book is now available on Amazon Kindle, soon to be available as a paperback. I have three free resources where you can start your journey. The first is a link to this podcast, and the link is freedomfromaddiction.libson.com. No spaces, no capitals, and spell Libson, L-I-B as in boy, S-Y-N. The second is a link to my website, 
where you can find out more about my work with addiction, it is freedomfromaddiction4.com. The final resource is my Twitter account, and you will search at Hugo the Artist on twitter.com. There you will find over 2,300 inspirational and educational pearls of wisdom. And that's all the time we have for today. I hope that you have a, a blessed day. And send this podcast uh, to your family, friends, and associates. It's free, and they need to be listening to it. Thank you uh, again, Tommy, for your input today. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me on.